Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, let's do it, baby. Feeling good. Feeling good. When you're four and one, everything tastes better, smell better. You wake up feeling better. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Three, two, Today, one. first look. 24 to 48 hour rule. Right now, it's time to move forward. You got to focus on the next task at hand, and that is the New England Patriots. And for that, I'm actually going to bring in a special guest to help us, you know, get familiar with an uncommon opponent. So make sure you guys stay around for that. We'll also open up, though, with the morning roundup where there's not so good news for a certain player on his return. Or, I mean, he'll be returning, but we know. And then, of course, we'll open up the phone lines, right? We'll open up the lines, the Pulse of the Nation lines for Cowboys Nation, and we'll rock out. And we'll rock out. That's right, Fresh. That's right, Fresh. Real quick, man. Shout out to my guy, Fresh Fade, always coming through. Uh, man, look, man, a lot of y'all just, y'all understand how, how greatly I appreciate y'all. But listen. Super chat. With the, with the 199 super chat, he says, congrats on the 12K. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. A to Z Sports Dallas channel has hit 12,000 subscribers that's a clap it up you know how we do that is a clap it up it's not just a clap it up it ain't, it ain't me man y'all have to actually like what i'm doing here and then hit that subscribe button and keep coming back and the fact that you guys do that it's it's awesome it's awesome you guys are absolutely killing it uh right now in regards to the support on the channel and i'm gonna just continue to try to make sure i put out the best content i possibly can so you guys can keep on coming. Keep on coming. So shout out to everyone that's joining us so far. Beat Bird, Zoom, Stevie Mac, Nisi, Sadiqa, I see you. Miss Patricia, Patricia, over on Facebook. <laughs> Jacob, Isaac, what's up, man? Adam, Q, Nicholson, David, C, my guy, Fresh. Chase, Benj, KD, a.k.a. Swaggy P. CJ over on Facebook, always coming through. My lady, the biggest supporter that I have. I see you. Alpha Mason. Ryan, Sully, Ray over on Facebook. Ray, Ray. Frankie Franchise. What's going on, man? Great Twitter follow. Uh, David C. C. Burleson, my guy Trey Manning, and many, many more that will be tuning in. And if you miss this show, make sure you guys run it back on all either here or run it back via the podcast uh, audio, which we're updating every day. We have the audio up there. Myself and Mauricio Rodriguez, the A to Z primetime. So make sure you all uh, continue to keep supporting, man. Uh, what's going on, Josh? How you doing, man? How you doing? Uh, <laughs> my lady laughed at that. We'll have a laugh about that later. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. I'm feeling good. I hope you guys are feeling good. It's hump day. It's time to move forward, like I said, uh, on <laughs> on to New England. <laughs> I just think that's, yeah, that's kind of funny. On to Cincinnati, on to New England. On to New England. That's how I'm feeling this year, man. I feel like we got a good groove going, right? Cowboys get the victory. We 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 celebrate the victory on Monday. Tuesday, we we finish eating off the leftovers, right? Whatever was left over that we didn't get to, because Mondays we usually just talk about everything. And then Wednesday, we start to move forward, but we'll also still chip away at what's going on with the Cowboys inside that star there. Right? That's how we do it. Uh, Josh said he's tired as hell, just got off work, but stayed up to catch the show. Man, appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you. But listen, get some sleep, Josh. 
Get some sleep. Because you can always what? Run it back. All right, so we're going to jump into the morning roundup. Before that, let me read the phone line for you, 351-999-3787. Excuse me, that's 351-999-3787. I'll get you guys in after we have our special guest on the show. But if you want to kind of get in early, um, come on in. Come on in. But y'all know what time it is. I don't even got my fossil on today, but I'm looking at my imaginary Gucci. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup round them up boys let's get it it's the morning roundup presented by texas family fitness a solution for your fitness goals whether it be weight loss strengthening up toning up sports or stress relief our friends over at tff have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment group classes and experienced professional certified trainers I promise you guys, TFF is worth your money. As I've stated plenty of times here, they have everything you need at an affordable price. So do me a favor, guys. Even if you don't want to go in, at least go on to TexasFamilyFitness.com and check them out. But if you can go in, go into any of the nine locations in the DFW area. Check it out. Sign up if you can and let them know, hey, Skywalker still sent you. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, as I stated at the top of the show, unfortunately, there's some bad news, really bad news for Lyell, more so than the Cowboys. His appeal was denied by the courts, and I thought it was an interesting denial because Judge Mazant technically was upset that he had to deny it. That's how how it came across to me. If you guys want to go check that out, go on to, I think it's Daniel Wallach. Is that his name, guys, on Twitter? Daniel Wallach. He has everything covered. A couple other people have a lot of this covered, too. Patrick Nosey Walker is, is keeping people up to date as well. Shout out to my guy. But the the judge, was he was pissed off. He was a bit upset with the NFL, obviously, and upset with Lyle Collins. It, it, was a, it was kind of a joke to him that this had to be where it's at. Essentially, he was saying the NFL dropped the ball. Lyell dropped the ball, but due to technicalities, he can't overturn the decision. So, therefore, Lyell's appeal is denied, and he will be out against the New England Patriots. But he will return because this is this is the final, the fifth game of, of his five-game suspension. So, it's a mouthful there, but he'll be back after the bye and I know we had this conversation yesterday, and I'm pretty sure it's going to continue to be a conversation, you know, after this week if, if Terrence still plays again. But by all measures, Lyle Collins will slide in back at right tackle, guys. It doesn't, I'm not hearing anything that says otherwise. But we just want to see Terrence still continue to do well, right? And then you got my guy. Dalton Schultz. Yes, he's my guy this year. He wasn't my guy last year. He then he started balling, and then you know, now you're my guy, right? But no, seriously. Dalton Schultz, if you're into PFF grades, is the number one graded tight end in the NFL. 
I feel like I had to give Dalton Schultz some love today. I mean, not that he hasn't been getting love all year, but I just I think it's fair to to kind of isolate Dalton Schultz. And it's not, you know, PFF grades, again, I'll, y'all know what I say. My caveat is if you're into the PFF grades, some people are. But I like to say, okay, this is the grade, but let me go look at the numbers. I already know what he's doing, right? I'm watching him. He looks like a really damn good tight end. He's top five in yards. He's top seven in targets. He's fourth in touchdowns in the league at tight end, at tight end, with uh, three. Uh, his yak is better, career high in, in yak. Well, yards per reception, I should say, not necessarily yak. But he's just having a fantastic year. Funny thing is, coming into this year, I joked around about how I believe, not even joked around, I was serious, about how I believe the duo of Dalton Jokes and Blake Jarwin would combine for a top five tight end unit. Well, right now, Dalton Schultz is looking like a top five tight end by himself. And honestly, that deserves praise. That deserves praise. Some could say it's Dak Prescott. Or some can say it's this man right here. Kellen Moore with the evil grin. The reason why, the reason why I got Kellen Moore here. You guys have to go watch Kellen Moore's interview. I should have I pulled it up here for you for the first word, but... Maybe I'll save it for tomorrow since we'll do mostly defense or offense versus their defense. So, (laughs) Kellen Moore was asked by a reporter, a Bill Belichick defense has earned a reputation of making opponents play left-handed. You know what Kellen Moore said? I'm a lefty. That's okay. Cowboy, he said, I'm a lefty. That's okay. I love it. Ke- Kellen got that bo- that boyish paper boy, you know, feel to him. But then he get on that field and he just dows it up. He's a killer. He's a killer. And we had to, we, we had this, not necessarily a comparison. But if you watch Breaking Bad, I compared him to Heisenberg. Kellen Moore's Heisenberg on game days. When it's not game days, he's Walt, right? Unsuspecting teacher, smart guy. You don't think he's just out here slanging it. And I'm talking about dope. I'm not talking, you know, listen, you don't think he's out here pushing. I mean, just say that. But then on game day, puts on that hat and he becomes Heisenberg. So killing Kellen Heisenberg more. What's up, Montana? I love it. You love to see it. Uh, Josh said Kellen got his swagger back. Did he lose it? We don't really know, right? Because he had what? Um, yeah, Jason Garrett underneath him. Or over top of him, I should say. And it felt like he really couldn't spread his wings. So we really, I don't think we got a chance to really see Kellen. And then all that stuff happened last year and Mike McCarthy's first year. And I, I thought he was doing pretty good with Dak. It's just, he still was learning, right? He still was learning. Boy. Boy, did he learn real fast. He learned real fast. And I really like what's going on with one Kellen Moore. 
with one Kellen Moore. Uh, Montana says, why are people still believing CD is a game changer? Uh-oh. Are we, are we having a, a CD Lamb conversation now in the Cowboys universe? I, I didn't know that there was an issue right now with with was a sedangerous lamb, Montana. I think I think what happens in, in, in sports and in Cowboys Nation right now specifically, let's just talk about sports first. We get these words thrown out, these buzzwords, right? Great. Clutch. Game changer. And we kind of we hone in on them. CeeDee Lamb's a, a, a top receiver. Why do we need to put a, a term on him? If you take out C.D. Lamb from this offense, I think the offense suffers a little bit here. I do. I don't really know what you what you want to, where you're trying to put C.D. Lamb, like what category you're trying to put him in. I think he's a damn good wide receiver. He's a rising star in this league. I think here's a problem. This offense is a fantasy killer. And, and I'm not saying you're a, a fantasy player in Montana, but remember there was a lot of people like, man, I don't know. CeeDee Lamb's not yada, yada, yada. CeeDee Lamb's on pace to have over 1,100 yards. I, I, mean, what, I mean, what are we doing? There's really no issue with CeeDee Lamb, in my opinion. There's no issue. Uh, Benji said he'll be our number one soon enough. Why, though, Benji? Why? I think Amari Cooper is the Cowboys' number one, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, Caveman says he blames fantasy football. I'm starting to blame that a little bit, too. I'm starting to blame that. And not like fantasy, but, again, there's reality and then there's fantasy. Kellen Moore said it perfectly. And, again, I, you know, this may be saved for tomorrow. At the beginning of the year, he said, yards are yards. I don't care how I get the yards. Right? I don't care how I get the yards. I just want to execute the play. Good morning, Kevin. You really believe Montana? We're going to have to fight on this one, Montana. You're going to have to call in later on after after our guest calls in here. We're going to have to fight on this. He may not be a number one on this team, but if you put him on another team, he damn sure a number one. I could tell you who would be a number one on this team right there. <laughs> He'd be a number one on this team right there. The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, Absolutely. Orlando says, I still believe in Cooper as our number one, and that's facts. This whole team, CJ says, has stars on their helmet. Everybody's playing their part. Remember, that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. Like CJ said. That's this offense. How do you want to get hit? How do you want to lose? How do you want to get smacked? You want C.D. Lamb over the top, Bradbury? Remember, they're dink and dunk. Do you want Amari Cooper routing you up? Do you want guy who we're forgetting, Michael Gallup, mossing you in physical? I mean, matter of fact, we talk about physical. C.D. Lamb trucked Logan Ryan, so there's that. Dump trucked him. Do you want Dalton Schultz beating you underneath? Do you want T.P. and Zeke eating on the ground? How do you want it? The most balanced attack, in my opinion, in the National Football League. Point blank, period. But today, let me tease it before I bring our guy in here. Today is about the Cowboys offense. I'm sorry, the Cowboys defense versus the New England Patriots offense. 
So I did my studies. You know, I went back yesterday. I, I got, sorry guys, I got in the lab and I thought that I saw some things that were interesting and worth noting. And, and, and I'm going to get into all, all of our notes here. But before I break it all the way down, I'll bring in our guy, Evan, or not our guy, but the Patriots guy, beat writer Evan Lazar here in a few minutes. But I'll tease this up, okay? And Rudy said it. What New England offense? That's that's kind of what I was watching. Um, strangely enough, th- this is definite. This this feels like this is Mac Jones' offense already. It just feels like it's Mac Jones' offense already because he does he doesn't have a ton of help around him. He doesn't, and I think that's reflecting in their statistics. And obviously on tape. Now, they did come back last week and beat the, the, the Texans, who are going to be fighting for a top five uh, pick. But here here is the rundown on the Patriots offense in regards to volume stats and whatnot. Um, right now, they're 26 in scoring. Okay, 19 points per game. Three out of their five games, they haven't even reached 18 points. You know, so it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle over there for, for them to get points. Uh, they're 26th in yards, 27th in yards per play. It's, the volume stats just don't look good for them. Where, where surprisingly, they are good, and I'll ask Evan about this. They're pretty good on third down. They're ninth in the league on third down conversions, and we saw Dallas a couple weeks ago struggle on third down, but I feel good about going up against this rookie quarterback, even on the third downs. He is getting a little bit better, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, on the ground... They're not doing much of anything. Bottom tier again on the ground, averaging only about 80 yards per game, uh, and they barely run it. I don't know if it's due to them maybe playing from behind or just, I don't know, which is a surprising thing to me because you you would figure in a Bill Belichick offense with a young quarterback, they would try to get the run game established. But they're fourth lowest in run percentage. They only run it 35% of the times. So that's troubling to me. Uh, if I'm a Patriots fan, because you 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 don't want to put all this pressure on your rookie quarterback, right? You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Uh, Adrian said, Diggs showing, is Diggs shadowing, I guess, Jacoby Myers? I don't even know that he needs to. Montana says, Dallas is actually third down defense is top five. Yes, Dallas third down defense is, is, is very good. They weren't good two weeks ago. That's what I'm saying. Against the Panthers, they were atrocious in the first half. And then the second half, they locked them down. They locked them down in that second. I don't think they converted in the second half. So, and I, you know why I think it's good, Montana? The pass rush. The pass rush is getting to them. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. And maybe that's something I'll ask uh, Evan here. I, I personally don't think he needs to shadow Myers. And, and Jacoby Myers, when I go down and do the rundown and get to their wide receivers, he is their go-to guy. So may, maybe you do it off of principle because that's what the New England play. That's what Mac Jones likes to do. He likes to go to Jacoby Myers. Uh, but they don't have a guy that you're like, Diggs have to, has to shadow this guy because he has to shut him down because he's so good. This isn't Mike Evans, um, Kenny Galladay. Devontae Smith's a rookie, but I, I, I could have got behind that. You know, it's not, it's, he's not none of those guys. Uh, so I wonder, I wonder how they're going to do it. And I don't think they have a guy, a speedster guy to give Anthony Brown trouble either. I want to talk about that later. I don't think they got a receiver to give Anthony Brown trouble. 
Montana says Dallas's defense weak point is passing yard. I don't even. That's not even volume stats isn't a weak point to me. Uh, yeah, exactly. He says it doesn't mean much in the passing league. No, that that's if they have a weak point right now, it's it's still covering the middle of the field. Um, in regards to actual on the field as opposed to st- statistics, it's it's guarding the middle of the field, and I feel like that's and I say this every week. It feels like teams really should attack that crossers, tight ends, et cetera, et cetera. You got to have the bodies to do it. Um, and if you're getting Jabril Cox more involved, right? Keanu Neal, Micah Parsons, maybe manning up. I think these guys will continue to get better in coverage the more they're doing it uh, from that middle of the field, but. That's where I would attack. I would leave Trayvon Diggs alone. I kind of joked about it in the chat yesterday when I was like, when I dropped the Anthony Brown video, I said, I, I I don't understand why teams continue to go at Trayvon Diggs. Technically, yeah, he's guard number ones. You're going to you know, target number ones. My rebuttal to that is why, number one, <laughs> why when his passer rating when targeted you have a better chance of spiking the ball than throwing it to Trayvon Diggs. That's that's not a joke. That's actual facts, right? And then Byron Jones didn't get this many interceptions, and teams avoided Byron Jones. So why are you not avoiding Trayvon? Maybe it's because he's young and you, you don't believe it? Don't believe the hype? I don't know. It's interesting. I find it interesting. With that said, guys, it's time to discuss the New England Patriots, who are an uncommon opponent, uh, more so now with Bill Belichick in back-to-back years with a different starting quarterback, which we're not used to seeing in New England. And I believe it's the first year since for the Patriots since Bill Bledsoe, I believe, that a rookie quarterback is starting. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. So they're uncommon opponent, even more so uncommon, and I decided to bring in a Patriots beat writer, a Patriots beat reporter, I'm sorry, and host of Patriots beat, Evan Lazar. How's it going, Evan? Welcome to the show. He's in the building! It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you coming in here because, again, like I said at the top of this, I am kind of baffled at the New England Patriots right now. They're super uncommon for me. So I wanted to reach out to someone that is more familiar with the team. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, Evan, how I have to start off right at the top with uh, Mac Jones. I I would like to know how has Mac Jones looked to you so far uh, in his rookie campaign? Yeah, you know, Mac has looked great. Uh, There's been moments where he certainly looked like a rookie and maybe thrown the ball uh, in the vicinity of the other team too often, you know, uh, near interceptions, drop picks, things like that, like any rookie would have. But I think what you look at with Mac is that his style of play and the style of play that the Patriots want to play as an offense line up so well and are already syncing up and becoming one. So I think that that's, the good news if you're a Patriots fan and and what makes you excited about Mac Jones as your quarterback is that he is running the Patriots offense the way that we are used to seeing the Mm. Patriots offense run by Tom Brady uh, certainly but also you know other guys that have sprinkled in there over the years guys like Jimmy G and stuff like that a quick strike 
being able to get the football out, hit the top of the drop, read the defense, get the ball out in a hurry, 2.3, 2.4 type of seconds in terms of average time of throw, and being very, very accurate with the football from the first and the second level of the defense. So short intermediate stuff, really, really good. Much better under center last week against the Texans off play action, mm-hmm. spread concepts, just getting the ball out quickly and letting the playmakers make first downs for you. And that's been the Patriots offense for a long, long time. You know, there are a few years here and there. They had Randy Moss, for example, or Brandon Cooks, where they aired it out a little bit more. But throughout Brady's career, it has been a efficient offense not necessarily one that goes forward all in one play but an offense that can string together longer drives and drive the football down the field that's you kind of answered my second question here is there a major difference right now with Josh McDaniels uh handing over the keys to Mac Jones because it seemed like they tried to do this last year with Cam but 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 this is that wasn't Cam Newton's bag right um but I guess you answered that this is pretty much the same offense that they ran with Tom Brady Oh, yeah, same same exact offense that they ran with Brady, same concepts, same general idea and, and route combinations. There really isn't a whole lot of differences between what they're running with Brady and what they're now running with Mac, and that's Josh McDaniels. Last year, like you said, we saw it with Cam Newton. Uh, Josh McDaniels is one of those offensive coordinators that's going to run his stuff, is mm-hmm. going to run his team, and it's on the personnel people and it's on the players themselves to adjust and adapt and fit into that system. So in terms of why the Patriots drafted Mac Jones, the reason why they drafted Mac Jones is because Josh McDaniels probably went to Bill Belichick and said, I'm going to run my offense. Don't go and get me Justin Fields. Don't go and get me Trey Lance because those guys are great, talented players, but they're not going to fit the scheme that I'm going to run here in New England. So go get me a player like Mac Jones that can run a quick read, good decision-making, accuracy, precision type of passing game. Yeah, Patriots beat reporter for CLNS Media and host of Patriots beat podcast, Evan Lazar, joining us right now to give us a little bit of a rundown on the Pats offense and Mac Jones. Now, last week, Evan, there was – about what four starters out on that offensive line <laughs> how that's kind of crazy to me but how is that offensive line health looking right now yeah we'll find out in a few hours when we're out of practice who's coming back this week um, or and who's not hopefully it's a shaky situation all season long because the starters were underperforming before they even got injured Trent Brown their right tackle who I'm sure is a name that a lot of people recognize yeah. he has played one drive the entire season for the Patriots. He played the opening drive against the Miami Dolphins, strained his calf, and we haven't seen him since. So he's on injured reserve now. He's not going to play in this game. He has to sit out two more games. So he definitely won't play on Sunday against Dallas. So that injury, because all training camp long, all summer long, the Patriots practiced with the same five starters on the offensive line. And when Trent Brown went down with that injury so early in the year, it really threw the entire unit off the rails because they had been so used to drilling with that group, right? So once he went down, it really became an issue for the Patriots. And Mac Jones 
has gotten hit way too often. It's been a problem that they've had uh, for the first month of the year of Mac Jones being on pace to ha- take more quarterback hits than any quarterback in NFL history since the league started tracking quarterback hits. So we're talking about an offensive line that's really struggled this past week. The backups, granted, against a Texans front that is not very talented, they went out there and performed their butts off and, and really protected Mac Jones extremely well. So that's a, it's an interesting situation because I think a lot of people that don't put the performance against Houston into context of, well, Miami and Tampa Bay and New Orleans, these teams have much better pass rushers than the Texans do. And that's a big reason why the Texans, the uh, backup line looked better than the starting line. But there's no doubt about it from an eye test perspective that the, the four of the five backups that played on Sunday against Houston played better in that game than the than the starters did in the first four weeks of the year. So I think these starters, Isaiah Wynn and Mike Onwenu, they're the two guys on the COVID list. They should be back this week and cleared of NFL protocols, barring a setback. So I think those guys have to have a fire lit in under their butts a little bit because they just saw these backups go out there and, and perform pretty well and compete and play hard for four quarters and keep Mac Jones relatively clean. And they must be thinking, well, if we continue to put what we're putting out there, then these backups are going to come and take our job. That's the interesting, interesting thing about the Patriots that I noticed was that their pass rush win rate in regards to blocking it is actually not bad. I think they're about middle of the pack in the NFL for a backup offensive line. That's pretty good. But then you look at their run blocking win win rate and it is bad. And I wonder how difficult that is to see because usually under a Bill Belichick system, he wants to lean on the run game with a young quarterback. It feels like from what I see, Evan, is that this offense is all Mac Jones or bust at this moment. Absolutely. And that's something that Belichick has talked about pretty much after every single game this year because the Patriots have a talented group of running backs. Damian Harris is a good back. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who they drafted out of Oklahoma, they really like. They think he's a good player. James White, obviously, is a good player before he got injured. So they thought that this running game and this running back room was going to be a strength of this team this year, and they were going to be able to lean on that and not force Mac Jones to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game like he is right now. But unfortunately, due to the offensive line issues, due to running back injuries and problems with ball security out of that group, they've struggled to really get that running game going. And it has made the offensive line look worse in a lot of ways in pass protection because when you're dropping back to pass 50 times a game, there are going to be mistakes, right? right? There are going to be times where the line is going to break down. And if you're passing that often in a game, then it shows itself a little bit more than, let's say, if you're only passing the ball 30 times in a game like they did against Houston. And that was one thing that McDaniel said, uh, Josh McDaniels said this yesterday to us, was against Houston, they were really trying a concerted effort to stay balanced offensively, run mm. past balance, that is, because they just feel like they're dropping Mac back way too often. Uh, it's, getting them, it's getting them hit. It's going to get them hurt. You know, it's going to get them in trouble in terms of turnovers and stuff like that as well. And so I think they're trying to avoid dropping back to pass as often as they have. Yeah, I saw there was a stat that I kind of was conflicted about. Mac Jones, I think, tied the record for most completions by a rookie in the first five games. On one hand, sounds great. On the other hand, it's like, well, I think you're putting the ball into his hands way too much for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's a great point, and it's certainly something that uh, the coaching staff is very aware of and, and doesn't like, right? They, mm. they really want to run the football, and they would then want to incorporate play action off of those run game uh, actions. So they, they don't want to be an offense that's dropping back to pass 40 times. Absolutely not. Now, when they do pass, I have to ask you, man, or maybe you can ask Bill Belichick, <laughs> will they target Trayvon Diggs? Because teams continue to go at him. He's the fourth most targeted cornerback in the National Football League, and he has six ridiculous six interceptions in five games. And I have to believe that you know Bill is saying, hey, man, if number seven's over there, let's just try elsewhere. But do you think they'll, they'll, they'll target him? And maybe with a Jacoby Myers, who's like the most targeted wide receiver for New England. When I look at this boy's defense, look, I did Dan Quinn's a guy that comes from the Seattle system, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he usually plays a lot of zone. They played a lot of man, though, this year, Dallas has, and maybe more than what I was expecting out of a Dan Quinn defense when I started to look into some of their metrics this morning. So I. My answer is I don't think that they will attack Diggs or the outside corners all that much because I look at these players in the middle of the defense for Dallas, and Micah Parsons is a player that I absolutely love in the draft process. I think he's going to be a great NFL football player. But for right now, he's a rookie, and in coverage, he's a little bit undisciplined, right? And yep. you can pull him out of, out of areas and move him and manipulate him with misdirection and motion and play action. And my guess is, is that the Patriots, also, just because this is what the Patriots are good at right now as a passing offense is throwing the ball between the numbers. Because with Mac Jones, all the good things I said about Mac, one of the concerns about him so far is arm strength, right? Yeah. Is being able to drive the football down the field. So throwing the ball outside the numbers against the Dallas defense, especially with Diggs out there, doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So I would expect the Patriots to try to attack guys like Micah Parsons. I know Jalen Smith was a surprise release by the Cowboys, and now the, that linebacker group is a little bit uncertain outside of Parsons, obviously. So expect them to try to attack the middle of the field, go after the linebackers and the safeties of the Cowboys, and really try to hit Micah Parsons with a lot of misdirection with a lot of play action and try to test him mentally to mm -hmm. see if he can stay in the right spot. Yep. I, at the top of the show, I talked about, I think that's the best place to attack the Cowboys defense. And real quick, before I let you go here, I wanted to ask you about some of those weapons to do that. Uh, Hunter Henry, who who was a, a fantasy darling early on and John o. Smith, who I thought, you know, uh, came in for a Walker over in Tennessee pretty well. You guys got both of them. And right now, how do you like those two tight ends uh, sets and the matchup against Dallas in regards to the two tight ends? So, Johnny Smith has struggled. He hasn't okay. really fit in as, as quickly as they would like, but Hunter Henry has really started to come on these last couple of weeks and be a go-to guy for Mac Jones, especially in third down, critical down situations, red zone. He caught a touchdown in the red zone last week and the week before against Tampa Bay. So a guy that he's looking to in third and got to have it in, in red area situations through the air is Hunter Henry, 100%. Now, Jacoby Myers is their most targeted receiver right now, but I would say that Henry is the straw that stirs the drink for Mac Jones when he absolutely has to have a conversion through the air. So looking at the weaknesses of the Cowboys defense, and the fact that Mac and Henry are starting to develop a rapport together, I think that that's going to be where the Patriots are going to try to match up against Dallas. 
I also would expect a lot of Jacoby Myers over the middle uh, inside the slot and running those routes in the middle of the field that we know from the Patriots. But Johnny Smith is, I hope that it works out here with Johnny. He's a talented player. He just seems like he is out there thinking too much and, and not really playing fast the way that we knew he, he can. And maybe his role in this offense and his fit in this offense hasn't been exactly perfect. You know, he's coming over from Tennessee in a very West Coast heavy system there with Arthur Smith, a lot of play action, bootleg action, you know, rolling the pocket, rolling the quarterback out. Yeah. The Patriots don't do a ton of that. So I think that there is a pretty big learning curve going on right now for Johnny Smith, and it's starting to affect his play speed and the, his ability to make impact plays. Awesome, man. Hey, Evan, I appreciate you coming on, giving me a few minutes of your time. If you can kindly let the people know where they can find your work in case Cowboy fans want to go and get a little cheat sheet and see where see what's going on over there in New England. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Easy Lazar and read me on CLNSmedia.com. I do a Patriots game plan, I call it, every week on Fridays. It's basically just my main uh, game preview for the game where I go over the schemes and some of the math and some of the analytics of uh, the matchup and where the Patriots are vulnerable and where the Cowboys are vulnerable. So if you want to get a, a nice primer from a Patriots perspective on the game, then that's out on Friday afternoon. Indeed, he absolutely does good work. I checked some of it out yesterday. That's why I reached out to you, Evan. So thank you, brother. Have a good day, man. You too. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. That was Evan Lazar of CLNS Media and Patriots Beat, ladies and gentlemen. It's always good to kind of get a, you know, enemy's perspective on their own team because, you know, we can look at it from one way, but we're not dialed in as much. So I hope you guys enjoyed that a little bit what i'm going to try to do is do more of that every week uh bring in an opponent the opponent's either beat writer hope you know try to get a an established beat writer or um, podcaster or host um former player whatever someone that's plugged in to the scene and to the team and um and then we'll, we'll bring them on the show and let's listen to what they have to say because i know y'all probably get tired of hearing me talk every day but no it's cool i'm still talk but let's just bring in someone else and get their perspective on it because uh, we'll open, don't, the phone lines are open, 351-999-3787. And I'm going to get to 567 here in a second. Um, but even with even with Evan coming on, I'm going to read down what I saw as well. I'm actually going to run this back too when I'm done, right? Me personally, I will run back Evan's interview because I thought there were some really good nuggets in there um, that we can take to the game as Cowboy fans. If you're a football junkie, it's things like that that you love, right? It's little things like that, all right? Professor O, you call in whenever you want, Professor O. We'll get those obscure stats in here. I didn't get a chance to get the, the visuals and things going like that. Real busy, but I'm going to get to it, I promise you. So call in whenever you want, Professor O. All right. Uh, let's get to 567 because you've been waiting. And let's do this thing. What's up, 567? Oh, not, that's not Evan. <laughs> Hey, good morning. Good morning, good sir. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. Hey, uh, I just started watching this week. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I've been watching religiously since 88. Uh, And I just want to say I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. And I'm wanting to uh, keep watching. Man, thank you. Keep it up. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Uh, you, man. 
this team, you know, I hear, I hear him talking on the Mothership show, you know, does, does it remind you of 16? Does it remind you of 14? I, I can see why they think that, but it doesn't. Uh, right. I, I remember 90, 92 pretty vivid, vividly. And this is to me is a mere image. Uh, this team is super talented. Um, I just want to talk real quick on this offensive line. Sure. They set they set the tone for this entire team. Uh, these guys are nasty. Okay, they, they're they're bar fighters and they're just dogs. Yeah. What Terrence Steele what Terrence Steele did that last game when he smashed that guy that's that's all you need to know. Because last year Andy Dalton got cheap shot in the head, nobody did anything. Right. Something going on. Something going on down there. I, I don't know. This this team's special. It does feel special, uh, sir. And, and that offensive line. Hey. I think what's happening with Steele is he's in a room now and on the field now with Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. Oh. And and Lyle Collins yeah. is, in, is in the locker room where last year he wasn't right. So I think that energy is kind of trans, uh, translating to Terrence Steele. Maybe the, maybe the talent is not, but that energy is, and that's all he needed was that kind of confidence. Exactly. And and just real quick on the other side of the ball, sure. number seven, he didn't get beat on that uh, no. that, that uh, pass to Galladay. I, I, I looked at my buddy. He was watching game. I, I said he baited him. Yep. And, and that is elite play. Also, a hot take, Michael Parson, he's probably going to put on a gold jacket. He's amazing. Ooh, but, I love it. But listen, this Osa Odigizua kid, when it's all said and done, he might just have just as good a career, if not better. This kid can play. So, you know, you know, this, is, this team can, can beat anybody. Last week I said 52-17. I told my boys they were going to see – I told my boys they were going to hand it to C.D. Lamb. And it, here's my pick this week. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, it's going to be 41 to 17 Dallas, and this thing's going to be over in the first half. I love so it. So get you get, get something to eat because you can probably take your third quarter nap. This is, I mean, this I love it, man. And, and also Anthony Brown, I, I, he's my boy. So keep keep doing it, AB. And if you have got to go get a pass rusher or another cornerback, okay, Anthony Brown's a great second. But he, it sounds like he'd be better if he was our third best cornerback, you know, or go get another pass rusher. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to listen to you. Great job. Uh, keep it up. Go Cowboys. Thank you, sir, man. I, I really appreciate that. And great call. Great call. Have a good day. Man, good, good good call. Good call there. He, he said something I want to touch on. He said a lot of good things there. But something I want to touch on was the Diggs interception. A lot of people in, in Twitter, you know, fans and things like that, it can get crazy. A lot of people on Twitter were saying that, you know, Diggs got beat on that play. He didn't get beat. And initially, because of the broadcast view, you can't see what happens behind the, behind it, right? Initially, you thought maybe he did bait him a little bit. But here's what happened. It was a single high look, and KZ bit down on the crosser. So it was another trail technique, right, where you know that you have help over the top. So you can allow that space. You want to defend anything that gets thrown underneath. And that's how Diggs played it. But KZ bit. And Galladay is not a speedster. This is why I love the, the, the matchup. I think it was Galladay. And so so Galladay had, he had a step. But did you see how Trayvon Diggs put on the Jets and caught up? Even though it wasn't like a great throw or whatever. But he still, I think, was going to be running with Galladay anyway. And got the interception. So... It's just another case of 
these aren't things that are handed to Trayvon Diggs. These are things that he's taking from the opposing team. And I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, we got my guy, Professor O, in the building. What's going on, Professor O? How are you, brother? Hey, I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, oh. Good stuff so far. Evan, Evan's uh, segment was great, so salute to him. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. By the way, y'all, this Professor O, y'all can find his work on Cowboys Wire. He's writing for USA Today, and I try to get him in here every Wednesday to give us his Professor O Obscured Stats of the Week. Take it over, brother. All right, so I'm going to do quick hitters. Next week, I'm going to get this to you earlier in the week so that we can get some graphics up, so sorry about that. But let's no, just get cool. into it. So starting with the easy stuff, Pat's, def- or Pat's offense is 26th in the league with 19.2 points scored. Cowboys are number two in scoring offense with 34 points per game, which is insane. Pat's defense is fifth with 18.4 points allowed, and the Cowboys are 14th, so we're top 15 in both offense and defense giving up 23.4 points. All right, so that's the basic stuff. Now we're going to jump into the fun numbers. Yeah. Cowboys have two-plus takeaways in nine straight games, which is the longest streak in the NFL since 2012. So, again, two-plus takeaways in nine consecutive games, longest streak since 2012. Um, Dak has been blitzed on 39.7% of his dropbacks, which is the number one um, highest amount in the league. Wow. He's also thrown nine of his 13 touchdown passes against the blitz. So if you want to blitz, go ahead and send them. Dak will eat you up. Um, I want to talk about Dak's deep passing this year. So we haven't seen as much as fans may have thought we were going to see just because the run game has been so efficient. But when Dak throws 20 or more yards, he has a 111.3 QB rating and is completing 47% of those throws. So when you get 47% completion, you don't think that's that great. Here's a few comps. Aaron Rodgers, 32%. Pat Mahomes. 40%. 40%. Mac Jones, since we're playing them, 20%. Sorry, 21%. So Dak's um, actually one of the best deep passers in the league right now, which is crazy um, when he does open it up. Speaking of Mac Jones, when he throws 20 yards or more, he has an 8.8 QB rating. 8.8. So Yeah, he's. Uh, I'll go even farther for you there on Mac Jones. He's 4 for 19 when he goes deep. Yeah. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. So he's not good. Yes. It's going deep. And if, if you guys were watching the YouTube, I know people may be driving or, watch, or you know, listening at work, but if you got to see some of the segments that Will pulled for you, what he likes to do is throw short passes. They run an efficient offense. They do lots of rub routes, lots of screen passes, lots of slants, things along those lines, crossing routes, um, shallow crossers in, in particular. But four, or 65% of his throws are nine yards or less. So this is a team that they will open up and throw deep every once in a while, but that's not their game plan. Um, they don't run a ton of play action. They're about 25% play action in their snaps. So, again, it's going to be quick hitters, make it easy for the quarterback, one or two reads, get the ball out of his hands. Hey, quick. That's what he's going to do. We're seeing the same things. I literally have in my notes, quick reads, not a lot of progression within the play, but when he's in rhythm, he can make some nice throws. Quick release, smart quarterback. It's it's not a ton of risky throws. That's literally what Mac Jones is this year. Yes, exactly. A um, couple more and we'll wrap it up. So red zone scoring has been a huge issue for the Pats. They are 6 of 16 in red zone scoring, which is 37.5% last in the league. So kicking a lot of field goals, they're not converting in the red zone. That bodes well for us. And then we talked about it last week, but Diggs watch while he chases this interception record streak. So 
Don Bishop has the Cowboys record with five consecutive games to start a season. That was back in 1961. Shout out to any of the OGs that remember Don Bishop, but he had six interceptions in those five games. So uh, Diggs is tied that. Okay. The all-time record is Tom Morrow for the Raiders back in 62-63. It was the end of 62 going into 63. He had eight-game interception streak with 15 interceptions. So oh my Diggs is uh, what? creeping up on that. 15 in eight games is nasty, but 62-63, you know, different era, different league. But yeah, that's... that's what we got for today's rundown. And uh, we'll get to, we'll get it to you earlier in the week next time. My guy, some great stats, man. I appreciate you, Professor O, man. Continue to keep killing it over there at Cowboys Wire, and as well as dropping on some of these podcasts, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Yeah, Have a good one. You too, man. You too. Man, that was good. A lot of good numbers. I tried to write some down here. A lot, of, a lot of really good numbers. But that dang on interception, sheesh. I thought I thought Diggs was doing something out of this world. Eight picks, eight straight games. 15 interceptions in eight games? Is that even, how's that even possible? I understand that that era was Joe Namath's era where they threw 20 interceptions and like it was nothing. Go to Hall of Fame. If you throw 18 touchdowns and 21 picks, you're a Hall of Famer. Not nah, as deep. I'm not going to do that to y'all. Um, we're going to get Montana and then set it off Chris on the phone lines here. Montana. What's up, good brother? What up, big dog? What up? How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good on this beautiful Wednesday morning. I get a chance to hear from my guys. What's up? Man, I just want to piggyback on what uh, Professor Oak was saying. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. Did he have any Pokemon left? Nah, let me stop. <laughs> but, uh, Professor Oak? <laughs> 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 hey, nah, though. Uh, I did some research on the interceptions uh, yep. in one season. It's like Trey Lane. He had 14 in one season. Um, that is that right now stands as you know NFL history. That's the most in one season. You got 14, 13, then you got a whole bunch of 12. Um, I want to piggyback on what the uh, Patriot um, beat writer was saying. Um, oh, oh, I, nobody trying to hear that. Nobody trying to hear you. Uh, you know, talk down and then try to boost your team. Listen, bro, y'all trash. Patriots are trash. We don't want to hear that. Matt Jones is trash. I don't want to hear that. Y'all got the, one of the worst receiver cores in the league. Oof, they were, oof, they I don't, were I don't, I don't care about your front seven. They're nobody. I don't care about your back seven. They're decent. Um, As far as, like, Trying to match up with Dallas, I don't see a team who can stop Dallas. Now, you may slow Dallas down, but mm. stopping Dallas, that's not happening. Not this year. The this is not Jason Garrett. the only team, Montana. Not There's one team. There's one team. The Dallas, oh, the Cow- the Dallas the Cowboys. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I agree. That's the only team that can stop Dallas is the Dallas Cowboys. I said it last night um, on Boss Cowboys channel. I said it last night. I said there's no team in the NFL as of this year, 2021, that can stop Dallas. The only team that can beat Dallas is Dallas. I agree. Is Dallas. Now, we'll get to tomorrow. We'll Tomorrow we're going to do Patriots defense against the Cowboys offense because obviously they got Bill Belichick. 
So we'll see how they'll scheme some things up. And the film I'm going to be watching um, is the uh, Bucks game because that's really the only offense that they played that was a high-caliber offense that they had a decent game at. So that's going to be a fun uh, watch, and we'll talk about that oh. tomorrow because Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just are too much – you're just too talented. You're, you're, you're over talent, overpowering a less talented team, and I think that is what's going to happen with uh, the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Uh, before I get out of here, I do want to say I did watch that game. Mm-hmm. Um the Bucks can't run the ball as well as Dallas. No, uh, they tried, but as far as like a potent running game, the Patriots have not seen a running game like Dallas. Every team that faced up Dallas, that Dallas was able to run on, they had a pretty long game. Um, I'm, I, I feel like if Dallas go in this game preparing for the weather. I think Dallas will come out on top with, a, with another blowout. That's what I, I probably should have asked him about that, about the weather. Because remember a couple years ago, the monsoon came down and it affected both teams. So I don't know what the weather is going to be like up there. So if anybody's in the New England Patriot area, let me know what y'all weather fitting to look like in a couple days. But that's all I got, man. If you got time, man, I'll call back in and send this off with some fire, man. All right, Thanks bro. for having me, Scott. I'm just going to continue to listen to your greatness, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Let let me get to Set It Off Chris, and then I'm going to get back into my notes from the game. (laughs) What up, Set It Off Chris? Good morning, young Simba. How you feeling, buddy? I'm good, brother. Or or should I call you a.k.a. Chester? (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. That's funny. I was cracking up, man. You had a good laugh on that. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, that's what's up, man. But, hey, I'm going to get in and get out. Yo, um... You know, you you always really humble with this, but man, you know your young cub, your young cuzzo played. I watched him play football this summer down at uh, down at, at the at the show. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. Matter of fact, he played against my kid. We'll talk about that at another time. Mm. But uh, um, that trail technique is exactly what they teach those young cats. Give them inside and try to bait the quarterback, and that's exactly what Diggs did on that play. And it, it was just an outstanding play. But uh, real quick, man. You're blowing up, man. You're bringing people from all different ages and different spectrums of the Cowboys uh, fan base, man. You're doing an outstanding job. Lastly, um, you remember when we were just hoping that this defense would get to the middle of the pack? Right. You remember that? Yes, I do. Saw this season, we were just praying. Hey, man, just be, just be middle of the pack and we'll be okay. Well, man, we're at the middle of the pack and we ain't even at our final four right now. I mean, we're sitting here fussing and fighting whether to take Osa off the field, and we were praying for Neville Gallimore to take the off-season peanut butter. And we we talking about now, even though <laughs> that Neville's taking off-season peanut butter, yes, he did. and he got hurt, we talking about he can't come back. He got to sit the bench. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> he, he can't play. Ain't that crazy? Dude, we, yeah. we have been in obscurity so long at the D-tackle position, dealing with Antoine Woods and – Anybody that can find off the scrap heap, that now you got quality threes and you fussing and fighting about what well, we can't take that off the field, dude. The beauty of the the beauty of the NFL, man, is being able to come in waves. To be able to have your pass rushes never get tired and always chomping at the bit to get into the game. So I just want us as a as a fan base to revel in the fact that we have waves of defensive linemen that can come and play. You know, when we go back, and we always talk about the 90s teams, but when you talk about the teams 
that have won that we've seen in this salary cap era. Mm-hmm. They've been able to come with waves of guys. They've been, you know, the Giants when they beat when they beat the Patriots when they were seventeen. No, they had uh, a, a NASCAR packet of four or five guys that came off out of nowhere. Strahan, Osa, uh, uh, JPP, and uh, OCU and OCU Humanoid. OCU Yeah, Kiwanuka. Yeah, Kiwanuka. Yeah, right, right. It was just yes. And that's what you got right now. You got all these guys, Doris, Brad, uh, Doris, Bradley and I, D. Law when he gets back, Micah, Randy. You got, you know, uh, Chauncey Golson. You got waves of guys. So revel in the fact you got the, the you know, the making of, you know, uh, of that. And, and last but not least, man, that stat of Dak <laughs> at 47%. For throwing against throwing this deep ball, it's, 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 and he ain't even unleashed it. It's in that that insane. is just crazy. It's crazy, man. I don't think he cleaned up. He clean, no, no, dude, dude, he is playing on a level that you know we haven't seen since. You no, know, hey man, since you know, since you know, since maybe Antonio to- left, man. Maybe yeah, since Tony since Antonio in t- left, twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, man, Tony. Yeah. Absolutely. And Tony and Fort, yep, that, that's the last time you've seen that. And going back to that, even to that 14 team and that 14 to 16 team, they ran the football incredibly well. Yes, and that's what did. that was doing. So we got the formula for that, man. We got the formula for it, man. It's, 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 it's an exciting time to be it where we're standing, man. And, uh, and, and it's good to have cats like you, man, out here doing the right thing out here in these streets, man. So listen, man, I'm going to get out your hair, man. I'm, 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 I'm going to hit you on, I'll hit you on Twitter yeah, about, on Twitter, uh, uh, that, that, yeah, that game yeah. about the oh, match with uh, yeah about the young Cub and them. He got yeah. ten. Remember, it, I told you he had uh, ten touchdowns. He got ten touchdowns on offense, yeah. and he got like two or three on defense. So he's eating right now. Oh, he oh he yeah. he doing his thing. Yeah, man, we we yeah we uh we undefeated down here in Virginia Beach, man. But hey, I'll hit you on Twitter, man. We'll talk about it later, man. Yes, sir. Good All luck man. to your buck. Have too. a good day, bro. You too. Peace. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Peace. Yeah, man. He, he set it off. Chris made some interesting points that I was thinking about yesterday when I was watching my guy, boss. And and just just thinking, um, where I think in, in with Cowboys Nation right now things are going so well that we have to we're trying to figure out. All right, I don't say what can we fuss about, but it's getting harder to find things to critique or fix, right, or get better at or what have you. Now the get better at part, you always want to do that. That's where the conversations come in, and that's where genuine real conversations can come in. But then sometimes you get people that are that want to fuss. You get people that that, that want to just you know jump ship on a certain player, et cetera, et cetera. We're we're fussing about Neville and Osa, great problem to have. We're fussing about A. B. and Calvin Joseph, great problem to have. We're fussing about Terrence Steele and uh, um, and Lyle Collins, great problem to have. We're fussing about Demarcus Lawrence and whoever the hell wants to they, people want to replace Demarcus Lawrence with. It's a great problem to have. Some of these conversations are legitimate conversations that you can talk about moving forward. But in regards to on the field, I, I don't Neville Osa, I don't really think it matters because they're both going to play, right? A B Kelvin Joseph is going to be interesting because you can rotate corners, but do you really want to rotate corners? Um, and then obviously the Terrence Still Collins thing is interesting too. But I, I love these problems. Right? I love these problems. <clears throat> okay. Pop says, yes, thank you, caller. That's exactly what you need for a quarterback who gets rid of the ball quick, those type of fronts. I think you're talking about uh, 
Mac Jones here. And let me go through, and I got Reek on the line next, but let me go through some of these notes, finish off this Mac Jones uh, study that I was that I have here from yesterday's film review. Now, we talked about earlier about the quick reads, not going through the progression, progressions uh, within the play. Not a lot of progressions within the play. There's not. There's, everything is quick, like, like the gentleman said on the phone, Evan. Doesn't take a ton of risk. And, and you had Professor O drop the the stat of the day for deep balls, which is he's four for 19, 21%, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. I, I think it would be goofy for Mac Jones to try these guys on the boundary. Even even Anthony Brown, I'll be real with you. They don't have anybody that threatens A.B. all like that on the boundary. But here's the caveat. He's going to throw a lot of intermediate and a lot of quick slants, right? A lot of quick outs, a lot of behind line of scrimmage passes. But those quick slants and quick outs, you best believe Trayvon Diggs is studying that. You best believe it. And I just got this suspicious feeling. He's going to jump one and get and extend the streak. And this is different, though. This one here is a little bit more bold because Mac Jones doesn't throw a whole lot of risky. This isn't Justin Herbert. This isn't Sam Darnold. Remember, we talked about I, I fully believed he'd get that because those guys are ultra aggressive. Uh, Mac Jones is not. So uh, if he gets another one this this week, I think it'll be well earned because I think Mac is going to be very conservative. Uh, that's just how he's been. I do think the speed of this defense and the pass rush uh, mixed with Quinn mixing it up on the back end will result in more opportunities to get their hands on the ball. And it won't be necessarily because Mac is taking a risk or, you know, making a uh, competitive tight throw. It could possibly be because they just confused him. They just flat out confused him. He threw it in an area where it didn't belong. Like, remember when Trayvon Diggs got the interception against the Panthers, the first one? Trayvon just pulled off his man. Sam Darnold with the pressure, threw it up, pick. So I can see that kind of happening this week. One of the things I did want to ask him about, though, was Mac Jones struggled on the Blitz against the Blitz early on in the season. The first three games, he was horrid. Last two games, his adjusted completion percentage against the Blitz is 88%. So he's been better against the Blitz because of these quick hitters. So I wonder if Quinn dows it up or if he kind of just says, you know what, our front four is going to eat on this line. Let's put as many people in coverage as possible and get our hands on that rock. All right. Let's jump back into the lines here with my guy, Reek. And then we'll get back to uh, some of the weapons we'll talk about. What's up, Reek? Yeah, go. What's going on, Sky? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, Cowboy Nation. Uh, I just want to give a special shout-out to my boy, Big E. Eric, he had passed away yesterday. Mm. He was a big Cowboy fan, old-school Cowboy fan, and he was a cool dude, man. man. Uh, but, uh, my condolences, I want to say is, uh, thank you. Uh, all I wanted to say was this. Um, I really believe, like, Bones Fossil got to tighten up this week because the Patriots Ooh, have a, a good – good uh, a very good special teams, and they're gonna come because they know uh, Bones Fossil like the he's very itchy and he like to show and flex his muscle because he know that they they have a good special teams, and I don't uh, we don't had a couple uh, games that uh, people almost ink through uh, special teams will ink through and block the punt, so I want to be very. Very up on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, as far as uh, pump protection, stuff like that, and getting right. down the field because that dude Slater's still a beast. Yeah, you know, like, seem like that dude don't never get 
get that dude don't get old. I feel like he's been in the I mean, league for he, twenty years. Yeah, man. He still <laughs> looks he's still the first dude down the damn field every yeah, we, time. Yeah. But that but 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 that's beside the point, man. But yeah, we definitely gotta watch that. And their defense. You know what I mean? It's to me, I really believe it's gonna come down to whoever has the most turnovers and the less mistakes. You know what I mean, as far as penalties. And whoever has the better uh, special team play, that's why I feel going to win the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you, I really believe, like, go ahead. you bring up a good point with special teams because what's one way when a team is overmatched talent wise, skill wise, physically? One way to overcome that is to make plays on special teams. And the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. no matter who their special teams coach is, as long as Bill Belichick is there, he puts a major emphasis on that part of the team, and they usually. Make plays. So how do you stay close to a team that's just you're not as good as? You block a punt. You block a kick. You, you, you know, you, you mm-hmm. force a mistake. You make a punt return, a kick return, and that's how you keep these things close. So you're right. Bones is going to have to tighten up this week and make sure he's cool. And I don't think he – again, I don't think he needs to do anything over aggressively because your, your team is so much better than this other team. Don't risk it. That other squad, though, yeah. New England, they're going to have to. They're going to risk it. So you got to be ready for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because you know that's the week. If we're going to ask me, if you're going to ask me, I think I feel like that's the uh, most the weakest part of our team is our special teams. If you ask me personally, you know what I mean because uh, I mean they've been we okay, but yeah. we not a we not a high level special teams. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We we I don't see other teams that kind of get off on us. Uh, either on kick returns or pump returns, you know what I mean. I think and eh, my whole thing. We're being hard on Bones a little bit in regards to in regards to the. I think for yards, I don't know the stats, but it seems like they aren't. We're not getting gashed in the pump return or kick return. Where my problem with the special teams early on was one, your guy Bones, I'm blaming you, was missing field goals, right? Like like he was yeah. missing field goals. Zerline, I didn't under, like he was missing. I to the point I was ready to get him off the team, kick him off the bridge, and then two. You were making some questionable calls, kicking sixty yarders at the end of the halves in the middle of the field, and then the obviously the block and, and things like that. Those are questionable, but I think they have cleaned that up a little bit. Uh, but we got to monitor that, right? We got to keep that in the back yeah, of our yeah, because they sat him down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah somebody sat him down and talked to him. JJ. That's what happened. J- Jerry came out <laughs> on the radio. They were playing real basic. Jerry came out mm-hmm. on the radio and said, "Well, I." I I, I like to play a little bit more conservative on special teams. Uh, uh, and then you know who heard that? Bones. He said, you know what? Let me let me chill. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to try to blame it on us. Like, we've been talking to him. Ain't nobody got his number to be talking to him about nothing. Bro, cut it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, all I got to say is, man, and one more thing I got to say is that we have to send – I don't – like, this game, I feel like we're going to have to mix it up with Michael Parsons. You know what I mean? To rush this dude, because I, I want to see Michael Parsons him chasing him down and putting him on the ground, Matt Jones. Because I think the more pressure he get in his face, he's gonna mess up. I really believe he'd stop that run and get in his face and hit and keep hitting him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really believe like that's where he's gonna mess up at. He might give one up. You know what I mean? He has. Uh, a, I believe he has a few interceptions against the blitz. So uh, again, he was he was not good against the blitz at the, in the first three games and the last two he's gotten better but again I, I think this defense is a little bit different than um let me see their their schedule last two games they played the Texans and oh they played yeah. the Bucks that's interesting he did have a good game against the Bucks so um 
I wonder, I wonder how I think it was a lot of quick stuff for that as well. But I think the Cowboys speed on defense, the pass rushing speed, and then the coverage ability, because that's the thing, right? We're, we're actually proud of our coverage ability, I think, right? We got safeties that can cover. You got corners that are, are covering very well, making plays, right? Trayvon Diggs. So, it, yeah, get them. Go after them. It doesn't always have to be six. That yeah, that's, comes. That's it could be five. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I really believe, like, they could put Michael on the line this time and rush the passer and put and bring start bringing in Jabril Cox a little bit more after to put a little bit more coverage. You know what I mean? Get him yeah. involved more in in the process of the game. Indeed. That's all I got to say, though. All right, man. Hey, appreciate you as always. Rick. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, All right, man. thank you. Yep. I got you, 214. I got you in a second here. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they try to attack Micah. As Evan, as Evan said on the phone, the, the Patriots beat reporter, not writer, the beat reporter and podcast host, that's likely where they're going to target. Good luck, because I think what's going to happen is on third downs, Micah's coming. I think that's how he should be used. First and second down, obviously, he's a he's a stalwart that for a uh, linebacker against the run. He's playing phenomenally, again, in my opinion, against the run. Um, and then on third down, you can rush him if need be. If they decide to throw on first and second down, that's where they're going to have to take advantage of Micah's inexperience and him still developing as a coverage linebacker. He has the skills. It just takes him seeing the NFL game more. That's where I think linebackers today's game have a disadvantage. Even as good as Jabril Cox is, what's going to make him better in coverage is the fact that he has the ability, right? The coverage ability to make up for mental lapses um, or getting fooled. Like, if, if Micah gets fooled, I'm not saying he doesn't have the athletic ability. He does. But he doesn't have the coverage ability of a Jabril Cox where he knows how to flip his hips to correct himself right or maybe get his off arm in there to bat a ball down or what have you. Um, but once Micah gets that figured out, it's, it's going to be trouble, trouble. Uh, 240, I got you. What's going on, 240? Hey, what it do, uh, Skywalker? I'm good, man. How are you? Listen, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to everybody, man. They are on point. Um, show slamming. Thank hey, you. Hey, listen, uh, Bill Belichick is going to be Bill Belichick, um, and he's been Bill Belichick since he took over New England. He's not going to change his offense. Uh, his defense is going to play scrappy. Um, he's going to do the uh, seam, quick out, quick slant. And uh, once he crossed the 50 yard line, like I put in the chat, that's when he started uh, let Mike Jones, Mac Jones, do a, a few posts, you know, uh, to the flag. Mm-hmm. But for as down the field, he's not gonna try um, our main man number seven. Not over the top. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> and and, um, and and on those quick outs and quick slants, uh, once uh, Diggs look at that, you do that to him like two or three times. You can't do that no more. He's going to be on top of that. And far as A.B. goes, uh, A.B. got toasted in the uh, first game of the season. But the last four games, A.B. stepped up his game and uh, been playing like he was when he first got to the team. And what's happening is our front seven is putting pressure on the quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, so they got to decide faster, and we're playing against a rookie. So – I'm not. I'm not right. taking no love for Mac Jones, but I'm not giving him no love. He's a rookie, rookie. straight up. Yeah. I, and then with yeah. this, we got who against Dan Quinn. 
oh man, I I I am I am loving this matchup Sunday. Yeah. Between uh uh Quinn and Belichick, and that's what it's gonna be against because Belichick gonna be calling plays. But I think the first half will be cat and mouse, but in the second half it will be a runaway because they won't know what to do. Mac Jones won't be able to operate down the field because even against Brady um, on that Thursday night game, we came out of the locker room and Quinn adjusted and made adjustments in game and started uh, choking down Brady. You know, well, yeah, and, uh, we, and, and we know he, Mac ain't Brady, right? So we, <laughs> he might not even have to do anything extra. Uh, listen, uh, Mac ain't, uh, you know, he's just above Daniel Jones. But he's a rookie. That's, that's a rookie. what I'm getting at. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. And, and Dan Quinn used him up. And um, uh, one of the guys, Choctaw, I think it is, he said, Montana. made a statement about Jabril Cox. Montana, yeah. They going to use Jabril Cox in this game because it fits his skill set. You know, a lot because they're going to attack the middle of our field. And that's, I, that's the only weakness I see in our defense. Right. Is the middle of our field because yep. wherever they move Michael from, that's where teams have been attacking. If Micah is over on the end, they don't attack the end. If he's in the middle, they don't attack the middle. So uh, it'll be a cat and mouse game the first half, uh, but the second half, Dan Quinn gonna have this thing shut down, and our players and Olsen, uh, Golston, you know, and uh, Michael, those are rookies, but they on the opposite side on the of the side. rookie that's still yeah. tall, and they hungry. You know, so our defense is uh, way better than those haters, all those sportscasters, not you guys, the mm-hmm. national sportscasters on ESPN, uh, NFL Today, except for Michael Irvin. All those haters, especially Bart Scott, won't even show his face this week. I ain't oh, saw him yet goodness. this week. This dude. Wait, I ain't even saw his face. But anyway, our defense is more than just the middle of the pack defense. We are in the top ten defense right now, and we're only going to get better because we don't have law. We don't have D law. We don't have Gallimore. We don't have uh, a couple of our guys on right. the uh, back end, you know, boss man facts. And, uh, um, uh, our safety from last year can't Donovan get Wilson, name. you know, Stop. we just got Neil and I, yeah. Yeah. Man, we just going to get somebody asked the question on one of the shows this morning. Are we peaking too soon? We're not peaking. We are just peaked. getting better. What Every week that? we get better. Every week we get better. One of them national. I was watching a uh, get up or a uh, first take, and uh, they asked the question: uh, are, are the Cowboys peaking too soon? I'm like, okay, really? We played five games. Yeah, we it, are it, it's, flat it's up. No, they have not so, peaked. Yeah, that's that's my take on it. Now it'll be Cat Moss first half, but the second half we're gonna run away with the game. Belichick is an awesome coach. Not taking nothing from him because he's done it, but. uh it's our time. I'm with you, man. Hey, man, appreciate yeah, the call. Great, great call, man. Great call. That was a good call. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Rookie quarterback. And we didn't even bring that up. He's a rookie. And Dan Quinn, I think, is going to dial it up. If they can confuse Sam Darnold, if they can confuse Justin Herbert, who we said before. Remember, we were like, this ain't Tom Brady. Amazing quarterback. But at the end of the day, he's only seen 16 games. And he hadn't seen this defense. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Cowboys – I think, honestly, this game – how many interceptions? I think so far the most interceptions have been two. Yeah, every week it seems like not getting fumbled. So, yeah, it's been, it's been two interceptions. I could see this game 
having more than two interceptions, a possible three interception game, and not because I think Mac is a bum. Like like Mac Jones is going to be a system quarterback for the Patriots eventually. I think he's going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo type of guy. Um, but more so because one, he's a rookie. Two, the Cowboys, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. But I truly believe this Cowboys offense again is going to force, is going to put pressure on the opposing team's passing offense. Meaning you can't, they can't run number one, but you can't go out there and just, I'm just going to dink and dunk it down the field. Not if you're down 14. Not if you're down 17. You can't do those things. And if we go into the weapons of, of who they have, we talked about Jacoby Myers with Evan Lazar of the Patriots. He said uh, that's his number one target, right? His favorite target. By far his favorite target. 46 targets, which is 20 more than the next person. Um, but it's more so on a security blanket type of field. He's not a guy stretching the field. He's not a big play dude. He's averaging nine yards per reception. To, to put that in perspective, that's Jason Witten-esque. Jason Witten was around eight, nine yards per reception on the tail end of his career. So, you know, he's not an explosive guy. Um, where I think he's going to go, and we keep talking about this, is Hunter Henry and John o. Smith. That's pretty much where he'll probably live. Uh, and, and Jacoby on underneath things. Um, they have, uh, who's the other receiver? They have a Nelson Aguilar. They have a couple other guys, but they, they don't have weapons, y'all. They just don't. They don't. But John and Hunter Henry, they combined for 49 targets, 35 receptions, 300 yards, and two touchdowns. It was interesting to hear Evan talk about John Smith not playing well. So let's not let him have a game today, guys, or, or on Sunday. Let's not let him have a game. And then offensively or, or rushing-wise, they're just bad. Damian Harris is their guy by far. He has 63 carries. No other back has more than 12 but he's averaging 3.7 yards per carry. So if you're a guy like me who actually drafted Damian Harris, you can go ahead and bench him or, or cut him. You want to hang on to him in fantasy because he's a number one back, sure. Uh, but he's extremely volatile, in my opinion. And they're not good in the run blocking department. They're bottom third in run blocking win rate. Bottom third. They're not good. Now, they were down a lot of starters. We'll see what happens here. Coming, uh, coming up in the season, or coming up in the rest of the week, but um, even then, I I don't think that their offensive line is overpowering in the run game. All right, let's get to nine oh five, then nine seven two, and then we're gonna rock out and 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 end the show. Nine oh five, what it is, what it do? Hey, Scott, how's it going? North of the Star here. What's up, North? Actually, almost, you Reek took the words out of my mouth perfectly. Uh, when he would say more Parsons at edge, and then you followed it up too. I think that's just the best way to attack a QB that's trying to get it out quickly on rhythm. Make sure he can't step up into a clean pocket. Yeah. You know, kind of collapse it in on him. Let me elaborate yeah. on it a little bit. I don't even know if this is a get. Now, I'm not saying that Mike has to play uh, just edge, right? But I don't know if this is a game where Mike, you'll need Mike at linebacker a whole lot because they can't run. The reason why I like Mike at linebacker is because he, he offers – a, an elite run defender uh, in the middle. And this is a game against a team that sucks running the ball. So maybe if you rush Mike a little bit more this week and have LVE, Neil, and Jabril Cox as your rotation linebackers, you could be in for a dominant uh, or dominant defensive game. Yeah, exactly. And I'm taking, like, a lot of eight-man boxes. Uh, like, teams played us when Dak was young and even 2015 when we couldn't have a QB throw – they didn't respect him deep, so we shouldn't respect uh, 
Mac Jones deep right now. Make him make that play. Make everything super tight, window throw. That's how I think we should attack him. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be it'll be interesting because maybe what if you don't even have to play eight in a box? Like usually you look at a light box and, and a running team will say, oh, thank you, I'll eat. But they're not a good running team. So you might be able to, to put seven in coverage and just say, uh, or not seven in coverage, but seven on the back end and say, I'm going to let Osa, Gregory, Micah, Urban, Bohanna, whomever, Ghostin, right? And then my two linebackers just play your gaps. And are you really worried about Damian Harrison breaking one? Nah. So just just play sound defense. And I think you can, like I said, man, you could potentially have a dominant day. Yeah, I think it could happen just naturally because I think I expect a lot of curse near the line of scrimmage matching up with those tight ends. Uh, so I think it's going to happen like that. And if we could get, like I said, the three safety, if you can get Hooker and KZ watching Mac Jones's eyes uh, and flow into the football, I think good things can happen, right? Yeah. So, yep. yeah. And then Trevon Diggs, like everyone's saying, obviously, I, mean, I don't know why people are throwing at him and you're, everyone's kind of puzzled. My only guess is the way he plays this, like, trail technique, and when he said in the press conference a few weeks ago that he studies more routes, so he's almost playing where the ball's going to go. He knows it can't happen when you're not looking at the QB, so he's almost – he can let you do what you want to do, but he's going to meet you at the spot kind of thing. So I, I think right. he's just playing with QBs maybe a little bit. They're trained so much to see it, they got to throw it. And soon it's touching a hot pan, right? They're going to stop doing it. At some point. At some point, right? Because how, how in the world were teams avoiding – Byron Jones. Think about this for a second. There was a season where Byron Jones only saw 60 targets. Trayvon Diggs is at half of that almost in in five games. And this is a 17-game season. So at some point, you got to say, okay, my eyes aren't lying to me. I know he's a second-year player, but you're better off going elsewhere was, was the kind of – I was speaking tongue-in-cheek when I was saying – why are teams throwing? I mean, I get it that number one receivers and things like that, so you're going to target your number one, but – when Dion was on the number one, you didn't play with Dion. When Daryl Revis was on the number one, you didn't play with Daryl Revis. I'm not saying Byron is Byron Jones is any of those guys, but for whatever reason, teams avoided that man. Teams are not avoiding Trayvon Diggs, and to me, it's goofy. As a fan, though, I love it. Please keep trying this man. Please, please do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope if it evolves ever to that where he is just not being targeted, we get creative like they're doing with Ramsey right now where you're going to still try to put him in positions where it's a playmaker. That yeah. is, in the end, that's his best trait. Yeah, at, at, at some point, you're eventually obviously going to have to throw around him. Um, you're going to make him play zone. And then what he does, and we talk about it a lot, is sometimes he'll peel off his man. So those aren't the, the, the balls I'm talking about. I'm talking about last week. They attacked Trayvon Diggs like he was a bum in the first quarter. Daniel Jones wanted to throw an interception to Trayvon Diggs so bad so bad that he missed about three of them, one out of bounds, he knocked one away, and then he dropped one where Tony, I think, ripped it out. And then eventually got uh, Mike Glennon. But, you know, it, what I would say if, if we do get to that point where Trayvon Diggs is being ignored, remember how the, the um, Jets played Revis Island, if you guys are junkies like me and, and can remember. Uh, who was the head coach there? Rex Ryan. He did some really cool things. Now, that was a, a maniac defense, but he did some really cool things where he literally said, Daryl, you have this entire side. And he would literally play everyone else on the other side of the defense and mix it up, and it made things tough for opponent, opposing teams. 
I don't think Quinn will do that, but it, it, you never know. He's starting to switch some things up. He said it in his press conference one time when he said, I'm not used to having a cornerback travel, but, man, how can I not? So I love that Quinn is mixing things up a bit. Yeah, and that could happen naturally just because if teams start avoiding Trevon Diggs, KZ, the other players on the team know where it's probably going to funnel to, right? Yeah, All of a sudden, other players are, are stepping one step quick. So, yeah. And then the offense, I just think New England can have a good plan as they want. Like anything, punch them in the face, and they're going to have to knock them off guard and just go. I don't think we should have trouble with New England, to be honest. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And then just, just uh, yesterday I was trying to get, I got a little late, and everyone trying to replace Leo Collins. Uh, I wouldn't be so quick to do that just because in the end you need all these guys. And if anyone listened to uh, the break yesterday, they had that lineman coach on talking about how they could even use Steele as a big tight end in that. But anyway, just Leal in general, looking at that guy. And he just lost, he's embarrassed, and he just lost all his guaranteed money, whatever was left. I don't even know how much was left. Yeah. There. He's coming back pissed off and something to prove. I'm going to believe, like, until I don't see it, uh, he, it, it can be a lot better than Steele's stuff. Sure. I'm with you. I think Lyle Collins is is by far the best player. I don't even think that shouldn't even be the conversation. I think what a lot of people are trying to to make the conversation is, well, do you put Lyle at guard to to improve over Connor Williams? Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know why people are just jumping past Connor McGovern. If I'm going to if I'm going to swap out Williams a Connor, I'm going to swap the Connors. Me personally, yeah. Con, Connor McGovern, Connor Williams hasn't been to so bad I got to replace him like I know he's an easy punching bag but we got to relax the dude is we got to relax I promise y'all go look around the rest of the league I promise you Connor Williams was starting a lot of teams does he have deficiencies absolutely but not to sidetrack too much but the fact that we're trying to take a, a strength which is depth at the offensive tackle position and weaken it to then put a guy who hasn't played guard in years at guard when you have a valuable swing guard in Connor McGovern, it's kind of it's kind of silly to me. Why don't you just put Connor McGovern there if that's what you want to do? Make still your swing tackle, put Lyell back at right because he's a top five right tackle when he's healthy, and you have you have an amazing uh, tackle depth with Steele Smith and uh, uh, Collins, and then you have McGovern if people think it's an upgrade as an upgrade. But, again, this conversation can go even more sideways if you want to talk about Tyler Biotis. But I'm not going to do that till you know it for the start. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. To me, that Lyle Collins to guard, that's a complete uh, breakout glass of emergency. You're talking maybe McGovern's I end mean, up starting at center. You get an injury at guard, and now, okay, maybe it's best to put Steele at tackle. And But that's, like, that's not it's a fan. Not it's that. a fan conversation, right? These guys aren't having that conversation in, in, in the, in the, at the star. They're not having that conversation. No, exactly. And the other one with the hot subject is Kellen Moore, and everyone just uh, saying he's going to be gone. The way to keep good coordinators, go deep in the playoffs, especially now with the 17 weeks and the uh, Super Bowl even being pushed back a week later and everything. Uh, teams don't like to wait to hire their coaches. So, Dallas, you want to keep them? Go as far as you can. You'll have no problem. That's why Eric Biemi hasn't left KC. Maybe this wow. year if they get an early exit, you never know. That might happen. I, I got I got other I got other thoughts on Eric Bieniemy not being a coach. That's that's bull sugar. Um, but man, if 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 Kellen keeps cooking like this, they'll wait. <laughs> they'll wait. They'll wait. But I have to. I think Kellen Moore. Obviously, everyone thinks he's a smart guy. 
Yes. He's got to be looking at this situation with Dak, Cowboys, uh, and I don't know. He, he, he hasn't been coaching long enough. Like, how would he put together, like, a uh, coaching staff? I don't know if he has all that stuff in place. And I heard that was the reason why Boise was even out of it because he doesn't even have a program to start. Oh, like, oh, oh, Boise? Would... Boise wasn't out of yeah, it. Yeah, like, no, Boise wasn't out. But I think that was a leverage to kind of, you know, pay raise. I think that's just – you see that happen a lot. But I just think – someone was referring to the Boise State, like he wouldn't have a plan right now to recruit and all that, right? So I think he's smart enough to know that the chances aren't going to go anywhere. If he keeps performing like this and he has Dak and they're going to be good for the next three, four years, that perfect opportunity might represent itself or present itself. You know, these, these, it's 32 of them. They don't come around often. Um, And and if he's presented a a head coaching opportunity, Man, that's going to be hard to turn down for somebody at you know that's doing well like he is. I guarantee you, it's going to be for a lot of money. Um, so it'll be a tough conversation to have when that comes because I, I got a feeling it's going to come. So let's just get get number six this year because if, if you get number six, I don't give a damn what happens with the coach. <laughs> I, I really, I truly don't. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, sorry, I kept you. I'll let you get get on, no, and we'll good. talk later. You're good. Appreciate you, North. Yeah, it's it's a conversation to be had here very shortly um, if they continue to keep balling. But hmm, just get six. They get six. I don't care if Kellen leaves. If they don't get six, that'll, that'll, that'll worry me a little bit. Worry me. Uh, nine seven two. What it is? What it do? Send us out. What's going on? Yo, good morning, Scott Carlos. What you doing? What you good, doing, man? Good, good morning, morning, Los. All right. Uh, just one really quickly. I'm I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try to send you out strong, man. But uh, right. Mac Jones is gonna throw up one for, for grabs for you, and I'll tell you why. He's gonna do what? He's gonna, he's gonna target. He's gonna target Anthony Brown, or Belichick is gonna come to the sideline and he's gonna do the old Belichick. He's gonna be like, "No, you see Sean? You see you see Anthony kid or uh, Dick's coming out." I, I need I need to prove that you're better than Tom Brady, okay? So uh, you're you're gonna throw one up for me, all right? I need you to prove that you're goddamn bad. And so he's gonna he's gonna yeah, target yeah. one one. So he's gonna target one, right? But I'll say this though: you really can't dink and dunk against us all, all the time because you know you really can't um, get to third and longs really against our defense. If you put yourself against third and long, we got um. You know, basically the pass rush of a dream. We got Osa, Parsons, um, Randy, Randy, Golston is coming. Basham is coming. They send KZ. I mean, yeah. They send uh, J. Ron Curse. Yeah. So look for them to try to beat us with like the clock management and a break and bend defense. Basically, the formula that we used to have. They're going to probably run the ball. Run the ball. Good luck. And maybe a third and slant. So they're gonna probably do that because the one, the only way you can beat us is by keeping us off the field. So that's 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 it. And then probably those tight ends are gonna probably be utilized more. Yeah. So if you if you have someone in fantasy in New England, probably this week will be the time to start them. I ain't going to lie. They're probably gonna cut us up in the seams. But yeah, Hunter Henry. Uh, but I will say this though. You know who we got those tight ends for? Jabril Cox? Jabril Cox, you know. <laughs> he's ready, yeah, he's ready I, I, to be on the I, I want to see more. I want to see yeah. more snaps from Jabril. He had four last week. I'd like to see that go up to at least 
10 to 12 this week, especially in a week where I think Michael, this is the beautiful thing about Michael Parsons. I can go in week to week and be like, uh, pass rusher this week. Uh, you know what? Linebacker. They got pretty good running backs here. They got a good running game, but you got linebacker. Like you can literally just, you can do what you want with Michael Parsons and he does it at a high level. And I love it. And you have the depth to do exactly. it. That's the main thing, right? Like you, a lot of the times certain teams can't say, I want to move this guy out the way so, so we can bring somebody else in and then, uh, get a better, some better talent at that position with Mike. Teams can't do that. Dallas can. They're loaded at linebacker, and I love it. Nope. And then I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sky. Um, I really didn't watch college film like that. So, if wasn't Jabril Cox coverage ability pretty known for? Like oh, he yes. was really known for getting like to coverage inside of the sideline. Yes, he's he is probably. I mean. You got to see it, but he's probably the best cover linebacker we have on this team, bar none. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really not worried about New England. I mean, I, the only thing that concerns me is, A, the weather, you know, because Boston weather sucks. Hey, I heard, I, I saw think. in the chat, it's 60-something and sunny, so we're good to go. All right, sounds good. Yep. And then I, and then I'm not worried about our defense going against our offense. We're going to, hey, you send me out with that buddy. We're going to hit. Oh yeah, you're gonna what? Exactly. I gotta get the end of it though. There's a yeah. run, hit, talk, whoop that trick. That's the fans want. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta edit that for y'all. But yeah, man, you're right, man. Hey, listen, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the energy being sent out, and you have a good day, good sir. You too, man. Yeah, man. Run, hit. That should be the motto moving forward, in my opinion. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys defense. And then on offense, we all know what it should be on offense, right? Every time. Every time. I would, I swear. Who's the DJ? Let me, let me out that. Let me out that, Jerry. Let me out that, Jerry. Every time that offense walks out on the field at home, they should drop that. I'm just saying. Uh, B-Bird. B-Bird always get messy. Super chat. The $5 donation. He says, if Kellen is given an opportunity, I hope he accepts it when Jerry offers Messy Monday. I think you try to get us with the Messy Monday on uh, <laughs> on Friday. D-Town, what's up, D? Super chat. He says, uh, how are you liking the DFW so far, Sky? I love it, man. There's so much to do. Me and my lady had to kind of, like, take a step back. We had to say, all right, wait a minute. We can't do everything. We actually live here now. You know, in November, uh, when we came down, we were – Hey, we got to get to the star. We got to get to the stadium. We want to check out downtown. When we were doing so many things because we had no idea at the time um, that we'd be back here, what, seven months later or whatever it is, eight months later. But funny thing is, on our way down to the airport, we were just talking about our, our you know, trip. And we were like, man, I could, we could really see ourselves living in Dallas. Having no idea that we were actually going to be living in Dallas and then, manifested it and, and here we are so i love i love dfw man i do i absolutely do all right guys we're going to wrap it up wrap it up b and as dallas cowboys diehard said you want me to press that one more time i love it i love it tomorrow we're going to talk cowboys offense against the New England Patriots defense. I think that's the better matchup. That's why I wanted to get the lesser matchup out the way. I think tomorrow is going to be a little bit more interesting because the Patriots defense is ran by Bill Belichick. It's always interesting. 
always interesting because he's a smart guy. And they only played, in my opinion, one really good offense, and that was the Bucks, and they played them very well. In fact, they held them to 16 points until the last seconds of the game. So, on one hand, yes, they have the ability because they did it, right? They shut down a good offense. On the other hand, I mean... let me know bill how you want it huh how you want us to give it to you this week bill do you want zeke do you want tp do you want the passing game you ain't got enough weapons out there bro but schematically it'll be fun to take a look at all right cowboys nation do me one favor on the way out press that like button if you have not and if you are new like the gentleman said he just picked it up yesterday and he came through he called in i appreciate that just make sure you remember to click that subscribe button because that helps out as well. And like I said, today we reached, or this morning, we reached 12,000 subscribers. Let's next up 13,000 and hit that 15. And then once we do 20K, I don't, if we get to 20K before the end of the year, I don't, I don't know. I'll do something crazy. Y'all, y'all help me out with that, but I'll do something crazy. Uh, this is a good show. I appreciate Evan Lazar of the Patriots. A Patriots beat reporter for CLNS Media joining us, as well as a Patriots beat podcast. I'm going to clip that out and upload it on the reel with Steel Audio. So that's another podcast you guys can check out. So I'll clip that out for you guys if you want to run that back. Um, and then just keep on rocking. Make sure you guys check out AtoZSports.com slash Dallas for all your updates and opinionated um, articles from our writers. They're very, very talented. Appreciate you guys coming through. If I don't press this button, I ain't going to get out of here. So let me do it. Mm-mm. Boom! i see you fresh. Make sure y'all rock. At Skywalker still on Twitter. If you want to keep the conversation going, jump over there. I'm always over there. Follow A to Z Sports Dallas everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Right? TikTok. Yo, TikTok now. I don't do TikTok make sure y'all follow me see y'all tomorrow morning tonight a to z sports primetime mauricio rodriguez we out peace I want me some glory hope.